This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Stop by any area price shopper between now and October 31st for your chance to win a rolling cooler and deluxe tailgate chair courtesy of Miller Lite. Find the text to win code near the Miller Lite display inside your area price shopper. And don't forget to grab some Miller Lite for Sunday. Must be 21 or older to win. I'm here with John Bartram, owner of Jericho Home Improvements. We're talking about hiring master craftsmen. So you're offering over $100,000 a year for qualified candidates? That's a lot of money. That's true, but it's more than just about the money. A few years ago, I challenged our leadership team to help me develop the greatest work environment and culture of any remodeling company in the country. How'd you accomplish that? It starts with the heart of our company and truly caring about our Jericho family. We increased compensation 40%, so our master installers can make a great living. We added to things like benefits, paid vacation, profit sharing, and making sure our employees know how important they are to us. That sounds like an amazing place to work. That's the culture we've created. The money's great, a hundred grand, with two weeks paid vacation, full health benefits, matching 401k, and we've never had a layoff in company history. But the way we treat our people really sets us apart. Thanks, John. That's incredible. To learn more, call Jericho at 913-596-0000 or visit workforjericho.com. Dixon's Famous Chili, a term coined by our 33rd pro Harry S. Truman, has been serving the best chili in Kansas City for over 100 years. Just like their chili, their tacos are a must. On the way to a game, grab a family pack of 20, all separated with an order of chips and queso. Perfect for your tailgate or when cooking is not an option. Let them cater your next get-together. And remember, all-you-can-eat tacos every day. Just go to Dixon'sChili.com or stop in just seven blocks north of the stadiums. For the best chili in Kansas City, it must be Dixon's Famous Chili. Throws it late for the end zone. Kelsey wide open. Touchdown! Hey, it's Travis Kelsey, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, an Odyssey station. Football, energy drinks, beer, more football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, Mr. Kansas State producing the operation. Five for 65 and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey in game one against the Bills last year in the regular season. Remember that was Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Most pred- the Chiefs beat the, the Bills two different ways. Throwing the football in the AFC title game, burning the football in a rainy night Orchard Park. The first meeting. In that meeting, they did a nice job on Tyree Kill. Three catches, 20 yards. Second game, AFC title game, Travis Kelsey, 13 for 118 and two touchdowns. Tyree Kill, nine for 172. They forgot how to stop them both because Mahomes went crazy. The Chiefs had 20 receptions 
in that final game between uh, Kelsey and Hill. On the year, just between Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill last year against Buffalo, 30 catches, 375 yards, and four touchdowns. Oh, yeah, sprinkle a little Josh Gordon in, too. Give him a little dose of Clyde. Clyde didn't run so well in the title game, only seven yards on six carries. Had that 161 in the first meeting. But the concernometer game, Sunday night, Kansas City, Sunday night football, it is going to be the concernometer game. Because you're thinking about two passionate fan bases. Because if you're in Buffalo and you lose, you're sitting there and you're saying, gosh, can we not beat these guys? I mean, it's one thing that we gave the Chiefs the 10th pick to get Mahomes. You got to live with that every day. It's regret. Then you get Josh Allen, you're like, eh. Josh Allen's good. Don't get me wrong. I like Josh, Josh Allen a lot. He's not Mahomes, though. Think about that. Think about settling for the second best when you could have had the best. That is a tough pill to swallow. It's a tough pill to swallow. Because then they'll say, hey, we, we love Josh Allen. They'll get the jersey and Josh Allen, blah, 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 blah. Patrick Mahomes. That's the guy that they really want to see. Great. Am I wrong here? I mean, how many Buffalo fans do you know if you walk the streets and ask them, to be honest? Now, the year before, 18 or 19, they would have said Mahomes. But there's probably a little more Josh Allens last year. But let's be honest. Would you rather have Mahomes or, or Josh Allen? I mean, you're asking me to be honest as, like, a be Chiefs honest. fan my whole be life. On, I know, but I'm just asking you to be honest for one damn second. Well, I am being honest. I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes. Thank but you. Isn't there a little bit of bias changing my honesty? It's tough because he's so damn good. He he's the MVP, here. at least. Got a Super Bowl already, yeah, Super Bowl MVP. He's got everything you want. He owns part of the Royals. Why would I? Why would I want Josh he's Allen? He's bringing Whataburger to this town. Patrick you know, Mahomes is just better than Josh Allen. Is Josh everything. Allen bringing any burgers to Buffalo? No, no. I guess give him a shot, give him a chance to do something. Not do anything for him. Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, once worked for Andy Reid, fired by Andy Reid, but always respects Andy Reid. He was asked today, does he still consider the Chiefs the gold standard in the AFC? Well, they're the, they're the defending AFC representative in the Super Bowl. They're the defending AFC champ. So, yes, uh, until someone beats them. And um, right. like I mentioned, those two losses that, that they had were one with, I would call it uh, a little bit of fluke in terms of the uh, Baltimore oh, game. Oh, it's not just me calling it a fluke. That's McDermott calling that win by the Ravens a fluke. Game, no disrespect to Baltimore, but no. as it relates to Kansas City and the respect that we have for both Baltimore and Kansas City in this case, um, you know, they have the, the ball in position to win the game on a field goal uh, at the end of the game there, and, and the ball comes out. Um, so, uh, you know, again, a lot of respect for, for the Chiefs organization and their football team. <laughs> no offense to Baltimore. People are just crapping on Baltimore this week. That's Vic Fangio. I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah, the Chiefs are the gold standard in the NFC. You got to knock them off. You have to be able to knock them off. Cleveland had their shot. Baker Mayfield hadn't beaten Mahomes yet. Lost to him in the playoffs. He's lost to him in the regular season before. Had a chance. Now, Lamar Jackson finally got it. Although, that was, you know, a fluke. I didn't say it. That's Sean McDermott saying it. Oh, I am saying it. But they, they did, and the Chiefs should have won that game. The Chargers, <laughs> same thing. Chiefs coughed that game 477 yards, 33 first downs for the Chiefs. Turnovers, lost the game. I mean, we can say the defense lost the game all we want. They, uh, the defense was terrible. It's been terrible all year. But let's be honest. 
without the turnovers, Chiefs won the game, and I get it. It's part of the game. But Chiefs were – the Chargers had no answer for the Chiefs. They were doing whatever the hell they wanted until they coughed the ball up. Again, this offense is going to have to win. In Buffalo, I am curious. Maybe these numbers are real. Number one scoring defense tied with the Chiefs in scoring offense. Again, there's probably a lot of teams in the NFL that played the Texans, played the Dolphins, played Washington, played the Steelers, would have great numbers as well. There's no doubt about it. Chiefs are probably a top 20 defense if that was the case. I mean, as bad as they've been, they might be number 20 if that was the case. But this offense, the Chiefs offense has been so good. The average defenses are 10.5 against the Chiefs in the first four weeks. That's incredible. What he, what Mahomes is doing against good defense. Again, he had five touchdowns and six incompletions last week. It goes unnoticed because everybody's talking about Tom going back to New England. Woo! Let's talk more Tom Brady. That you heard Gene, he's sick of it in Buffalo as well. And he should be because Brady beat him 32 out of 35 times when he was with Belichick. Now they had their fun last year. Probably have fun with them this year because Tom's not there. But they're scared of Brady. And you heard the schedule for the Bills going forward. Like, this is their high-water mark playing the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. This is a defining game for not only Josh Allen, but that organization. Like Lamar Jackson, finally beating Mahomes because people said he couldn't beat him. And they were tired of hearing it. And they got the win. Uh, so be it. They celebrated. They partied. Here's my thing. I'll be honest with you. I like the way... And I'm going to say something nice about the Chargers. And let me tell you this much. Last night, I missed the Manning cast more than you could ever imagine from a Night Night Football. Because, quite frankly, it's better than the broadcast. No offense to Lewis Riddick, I like him. Steve Levy, good broadcast. Brian Greasy, can't stand. The Chargers are the team to beat in the AFC West, he said. That's what he said. He crowned them. He crowned them. They finally beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Losers of 12 of 14, eight of the last 10 to the Chiefs until this year. He's already crowning them. So bad that I want that Manning cast to be on so I didn't listen to that crap. But it's true. They crowned them. Chargers, again, see what they could do. You know, everybody's downplaying the Browns, but propping up the Chargers like they have done in the last couple years. Browns actually won a playoff game on the road against the rival last year. Chargers haven't done that. So we'll see what happens. But I like, here's where I'm going to give them credit. I like the way that they won the game. Not, not that they won the game, but I like the way they handled themselves after winning the game. It was like business. It was like a business trip. Like they ran their mouths a little bit and stuff, but not much. It's not like the Raiders did that victory lap. They're probably still doing it. You know, when they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, that was a party. They partied in Baltimore when they beat the Chiefs. I mean, it's kind of like, when Kansas finally beat somebody, like rush the field or whatever, they like doing that. When you beat a one double A team, the second best one double A team in your state of South Dakota, they rush the field. You know what I'm saying, Grant? You you feel me on that? But the bottom line is they partied and celebrated. So I'll give the Chargers credit uh, for that. Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, was also asked, which was a common theme between the Bills coaches, how much has your team grown from last year? Certainly, they're better in a lot of categories, like rushing the passer. They've been now, they have a top-five rushing offense this year. Things are going well. But, again, who have you played? That does matter. Sean McDermott, how much has the team grown since the two losses against Kansas City last year? You know, I'm sure we have a core group of players that were there and um, can take what happened in that experience and learn from it. Um, that said, 
that's about the only thing that'll impact this game um, because that game was X amount of months ago and uh, they're a different team. We're a different team. So, um, you know, I think a lot remains to be seen of how this season's going to going to go in terms of who we are as a team uh, in Buffalo here. I think they're different. I don't think the Chiefs are much different. Same coaching staff, same players. I mean, there's a few different players here and there. Obviously, the offensive line's different. But it's still Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill they have to worry about. And I know this defense is not great, but it's never been, like, top 10 worthy. The turnovers are different. I mean, it does make the Chiefs different. But I did like this about what McDermott had to say. And he was – this is good stuff because he, he worked for Andy Reid and he learned from Andy Reid. This is what he learned about consistency – Staying always even keeled, staying consistent. Urban Meyer, you could probably learn from this. Here's McDermott on Andy Reid. That was big, Nick, for me uh, as a young coach. Um, I remember a few of those occasions when, you know, we were in a maybe a little bit of a dip, and uh, you know, Andy's consistency brought us out of that, uh, and then we went on to to bigger and better things, of course, for many years there. So, uh, yeah, his leadership is. Uh, and his example is one of the things I learned from uh, from that consistency standpoint. Consistency. Don't get too high. Don't get too low, Grant. Again, that's why, you know, credit the Chargers and Brendan Staley. I love their attitude. They won the game. They know they have to face the Chiefs again. Like, the last thing you want to do is, like, a victory lap and piss off the Chiefs. Like, you just don't want to do it. Like, you don't want to go shake the hornet's nest, wake them up. Mama's coming out. Oh, like, why do you want to rattle their cage? You know, similar to, similar to maybe what the one Las Vegas Raiders team did last oh, year. It's, it's the victory laps and, <laughs> and then all the tweets and memes after the season. They were feeling themselves, you know, after their hot start. <laughs> Derek Carr looked like Derek Carr last night. And I'll play it in a minute, but Joey Bosa just like he did him dirty last night in the postgame. Talking about how he crawled up in the like how they sacked him and how he just and he was right too because he he was ready to be sacked. They can't run the ball, and they've given up twelve sacks this year. The Raiders they and we thought that blocking would be a problem for them. So we'll see. The Raiders get these hot starts and Derek Carr's the MVP. Blah 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 blah. Heard this uh, several times. Read this book many times, and then they come back to earth. Still waiting on the Chargers though, and I'll get to them in just a little bit. But the bottom line is. We'll talk to Ron Kopp at Arrowhead Pride coming up here at 7.30. But I want to talk a little bit more about this, about as far as the Chiefs being different than the Buffalo Bills from year from last year to this year, because it is different. And there's something else going on in the NFL that really we should pay attention to. It's a trend that uh, the Chiefs are going to see a lot this year. I'll explain that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome to Big Good Night, Jay Bakley, Grant Nicholson, producer from K-State. Hey, Grant, do you suffer from erectile dysfunction? No. Just asking, man. <laughs> it was a question on an ad we played. I was just curious if you did. Just coming out of a break like that, an ambush? <laughs> I think you never been asked that. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> well, I asked it. Sue me. Just asking questions, man. I will say this, though. There is something on my mind that's not that. It's chili. I even brought it up to you. Like, chili's on my mind. Maybe use the clouds. It's not really chilly weather yet. It's still kind of, like, hot. I know it's cool off a lot. I shouldn't be complaining, but it's still hotter. I like snow, man. I like it cold. I like it real cold. I like shorts with the sweatshirt. And I like chili. Not running chili. Thick chili. I'm talking... Doritos in it. You put Doritos in your chili? Sorry, oh, I'll not, let you finish. Dur- I'll let you Frito, finish. Fritos, okay. Fritos, right. Fritos, not Doritos. Stop it. Well, you Fritos. said Doritos. I, know, I had I to ask. I slipped up, man. I meant Fritos. Damn it. Onions, jalapenos, hot sauce, salt, cheese, shredded cheese. Not ready chili, thick chili. Like a thick. Yeah, that sounds great right now. Did it? I, I'm a little chilly in here. They like to keep this cold over here in the control room. Stop whining. It's, I, it's no, hot no, but here. I'm just saying it's getting me in the mood for chili. Yes. All the fixings. Come on. Yeah, you get to October, you start thinking of chili. What's Is that a crazy? You put Fritos in your chili? Yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. You. I'll crush them up. Have you put spaghetti in your chili? No, man. I'm not. I might have to when I go to Cincinnati for these Big Twelve games. Yeah, throw some spaghetti. Throw some chili on top. It's actually not too bad. Jalapenos a must, but nice thick chili. You, I'm not sure if I'm in on jalapenos and chili. Every time, I don't know. Every once in a while, maybe. Why wouldn't you be doing like jalapenos? Yeah, I do, but they, they're every great time. In chili. You put hot sauce in your chili? Most of the time, not every time. What's the preferred hot sauce on chili? Because there are a lot of different varieties. I, this will say a lot about you. I typically just do Frank's Red Hot, man. Okay, because I, I got it with that me. That is a good, acceptable answer. They I always have it in the in the apartment. I've always I got it in the it fridge. In Springfield. I think that's what your bottles say in the back. That Springfield, Missouri. It's it's good. I like that or Tabasco. Those two. I, mean, I like all the different hot sauces, but in chili, those. I'm a big fan of it. I even like, I even like going to Wendy's and grabbing the cup of chili. Too runny for me. Yeah, but I, Wendy's chili is kind of good too. Yeah. You throw it on a burger, man. Yeah, take your burger and throw some of that uh, Wendy's chili on it. You kidding me? I'm gonna have to call my parents, figure out when they're making chili. Run down there. Just come up from the basement and ask them to cook it. It's not too far for you. Like, like nine steps. I don't know. Sometimes my legs get tired up yeah. and down those stairs all the time. Yeah, just just knock on the ceiling, mom. I need some chili down here. Ooh, 
The text line says sriracha for chili. That's pretty good, too. I go with that, too, too text line. Yeah, you I'm game for point. that, too. You guys are on point. One thing we're seeing, though, Grant, let's go back to the NFL for just a second. Actually, a lot of seconds. But going for it on fourth down, look, it's an analytical advantage if you can do it, especially going against the Chiefs defense. And I know a lot of people are like, well, they're going for it because they don't respect the Chiefs defense. But it is still an NFL defense. The bottom line is they're afraid of Mahomes. Even the Chargers said after the game with Eckler and Williams said after the game, well, we wanted to know we had to go for it because Brendan Staley said because you want to keep Mahomes on the sideline, which is 100% true. They want to keep him in there because they're, they're afraid of him. Flat out, they're afraid of number 15, and they should have that feeling. It's like what Elway struck fear when it was within two minutes. It's like Aaron Rodgers. Do you tell me San Francisco's still not having nightmares about him coming in at the end of the game and beating them? Or Tom Brady doing it. There's certain quarterbacks you don't want to see at the end of games. They live for it. Mahomes one of them. And you're afraid to, to, to let him out there. We've seen more teams go for it on fourth down and have success doing it. Now, it doesn't always work. Ask Lane Kiffin. They've gone for it 14 times. He had the number one offense in college football at Ole Miss. They go to Alabama. What, what, what did Lane say before the game? Grab your popcorn. <laughs> It was 35-0 Alabama. Yeah, smoked. For, for, it was 42-21 <laughs> was the final because they called off the dog. But he went for his first three fourth downs against Alabama in their territory because he knew he had to He knew he knew had to put points on the board. Touchdowns, not field goals. He goes 0 for 3, Alabama stopped him, and then Alabama made him pay for it. But that's what teams do. And even Andy Reid addressed that in his press conference on Monday. You know what? It's happening all through the league. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, teams are more willing to go for fourth downs more now than ever before. And we've always been a willing team to do it. And um, depending on situation, but I mean, you're seeing it on the plus side of the field and the minus side of the field. So it's uh, um, it's it's football today. It's kind of crazy, but uh, points are it's you know. They wanted it to be an offensive game, and it's leaning that way where people are taking more chances. It is that way, and you have to do it. I mean, well, wouldn't you do it? And I mentioned the Bills last year in that playoff game. Fourth and three from Kansas City, 33. They settled for a 51-yarder. Fourth and goal at the two-yard line, settled for a 20-yarder. Fourth and three at the Kansas City, eight, settled for a 27-yard field goal. Can't give them a lot of crap from the other one, they, although they were at the Kansas City 33-yard line, but it was fourth and 28. So you can't always expect a team. It's just ultimate disrespect if they do go for it on fourth down. Let's go to Westport now and talk to Frank. What's up, Frank? Yeah, hey, I heard about a week ago something about a linebacker from Detroit. Jamie Collins. What happened in the deal? Uh, he's working on a deal to go back to the Patriots for the third time. Oh, he's not coming here then, right? No, it doesn't appear now. All right, well, thanks. I've always wondered what happened. Yeah, it looks like he's going back to New England. Settled for those L's, you know. Well, it's on him then. Well, that's fine. Yeah, he's third time. Third time's a charm, right? <laughs> They'd take Tom Brady back, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they would. I mean, it's worked out for Jamie Collins pretty well. well he's got a ring. He started that Super Bowl against the uh, Seahawks for the uh, Patriots, so it's, it's, it's worked out for him uh, there. Coming up next. We'll focus in this time on the Kansas City Chiefs with Gene Battaglia from New York. We'll talk to Ron Kopp from ArrowheadPride.com next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 
Welcome back to Big at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, producing the operation. Joining us down, though, Ron Kopp. At Ron underscore K-O-P-P, arrowheadpride.com. Great articles, does great stuff, great podcast over at arrowheadpride.com. And a frequent contributor to this show. What's up, Ron? Hey, Jay. How are you doing tonight? Well, you've got coaching background amongst you, uh, Ron. This new trend of going for it on fourth down, we're seeing it more and more in the National Football League. It's not just against the Kansas City Chiefs. Heck, we even see it in college football all the time. That's Lane Giffen, how that worked out against Alabama. Andy Reid spoke on a Monday, called a new trend in football. You buying the trend or not? Oh, well, yeah. It's always, in my opinion, especially in an offensive league where we are now, it's always better to be aggressive. And when you have a good offense like you do in, in Kansas City, I mean, why not give your offense as many chances as possible to score points and get yards and, and just kind of, you know, we saw it Sunday night, fourth and three, uh, you know, Bill Belichick decided to take a 56-yard instead of going for fourth and three. I just, I mean, there's just so many different ways that you can you can be better by going for it on fourth down, and that's just one that's just one example of just like, I don't get why why you need to consider not going for it there. But, yeah, and, 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 and the thing with the Chiefs is, when you're when you're playing the offense on the opposing side, you want to never give them as many chances as possible. So Chiefs opposed, you know, opposition is always going to be going through fourth downs, and and they've seen the most fourth down attempts the defense has this season. The entire NFL is tied for the lead, so that just shows you that uh, that uh, teams don't want Mahomes on the field, and, and I think it's smart. I think it's a really smart decision by the by the opposing teams. Yeah, I think it's twofold. Obviously, there's not a lot of respect for the defense from other teams, and then of course, I think they'd still go for the Chiefs or top 15 defense to keep Mahomes off the field. Willie Gay is now, uh, he's uh, practicing with the Chiefs. I'm sure they'll make the move to take him off IR at this point. We got uh, Josh Gordon that's now been activated to the 53. He's on the depth chart. He's buried on the depth chart, but don't don't pay much attention to that. He's going to be the number two wide receiver. All right, let's start with Willie Gay, the impact of Willie Gay with this defense. Yeah, it's going to bring so much just more athleticism to the second level. I think that's been the biggest reason why you see teams attack the, uh, the Chiefs so uh, so frequently in the flats and in quick passes and, and these reverse, these end-arounds. The Eagles had, I think it was like two end-arounds in a row that both went for about 10 yards uh, on Sunday. It was because the, our linebackers were just not able to get to the flats and, and quickly enough to cut those things off. And, and, and no matter who you have in there right now before Gay gets in there, there is that lack of range that they have and, and – They've struggled with that for a few years, and Gay's the one kind of the one athletic linebacker they have. We just haven't had him so far this year. But I, he's not going to make a huge. He's not going to you know change the entire defense and make them all of a sudden this top fifteen, top ten unit. You know they got they got to have other pieces come together too. They got to have other players to step up and play better. But I do think it'll just help the team in terms of getting side to side on outside runs and, and quick passes to the flat, but also in pass coverage over the middle of the field. You know on those play action passes. Uh, you know, Gay can recover a lot better than the other guys. If you know, if he bites a few steps on the run, then can has to bail and get back. He, he'll get back there a lot quicker than the other guys. That's for sure. Well, four five one at the combine, he came out of the draft. Uh, Pro Football Focus had him as the best coverage linebacker that did come out of the draft that year, despite where he went in the draft. But uh, Willie Gay, yeah, I, I think on fourth and shorts, like that's where you miss him the most. I think. Like those those fourth and threes, fourth and twos, like the the ability with speed because Nick Bolton's four six guy, a little bit different than Willie Gay, but as far as stopping fourth down short plays from teams, I think he can be in effect if they go to his side. 
Yeah, because uh, along with that athleticism, like I just mentioned, yeah, he can come down, you know, get downhill real quick and be explosive, lay the wood. And, and I, I know Hitchens can do that a little bit as well, and I think we've seen Bolton do it uh, pretty well as well. Um, but Gay just gets he, – he can build up so much momentum with his feet that, yeah, he can really lay the wood and really, uh, you know, bring his momentum through the ball carrier and, and put him back. And that's another thing that the, the Chiefs have struggled at at the second level is just, yeah, that hard-hittingness. You know that that ability to the stonewall ball carrier like that. So yeah, I'm excited to see him back. I'm glad he's glad to hear uh, he, he practiced in this week or he's designated to return at least. You know it's kind of concerning. Last week he didn't get to practice at all, even though he was eligible to return. So yeah, the sooner he can get on the field, the better. And I do think he'll he'll make the second level of defense better, which will help. You know, hopefully the pass rush and the defensive linemen. Well, we're going to see Josh Gordon this week. He's been activated. Um, listen, this offense is fine with or without him, and they're doing things historical in the NFL. This offense can, can move the football. Yeah, they had four turnovers uh, against the Chargers, but 477 yards and 33 first downs. Nobody's ever done that in the NFL this season to that point. I've called it like the Sunday where you had the whipped cream, but you had the cherry on top. Like this offense could be good with or without Josh Gordon. They're going to put up points um, like they're doing right now in the NFL, 33 and a half points a game. But what can he add? What can he be as the extra element at 6'3", 230 pounds? Yeah, so I think Mahomes has said it in, in his press conference when he was talking about Josh Gordon, is that he's the type of guy, he doesn't have to be open for you to throw it. You know, you can, you can throw it up and, and his big frame will, will go get it. And he also has what you hope to be the same athleticism he has. He's had in his, in his past. Obviously, he's a little older now. But that athleticism where he can create separation as well. Uh, and, you know, uh, from, you know, cornerbacks and everything. And, and, and he's just going to be a bigger playmaker than, than the guys they've had. I, just, you're kind of seeing it with wide receiver two right now. Nicole Hardman, he is, he is no longer really even being asked to go out on, on routes or go out on, on true, you know, deep routes or anything. He's really just resulted back. Uh, the, the offense has resorted him back to being really just a gadget playmaker. Uh, I saw, you know, uh, half of his catches this year have become – from behind the line of scrimmage, you saw it in, in the Eagles game. A lot of it, he had a, a few big plays that were really important plays, but they're happening on jet sweeps or just really quick pass to the flat or end around. Nothing where he's going to actually go on downfield. Josh Gordon is, is, is not the guy you're going to be using in that, in that way. He's going to be getting downfield. He's going to be threatening deep safeties. When you already have a guy like Tyree Kill, who we've seen take the top off the defense multiple times, man, if, if they're going to give any attention to Hill, Gordon's going to have a chance to get open. And then vice versa, once Gordon kind of does prove that he is the, the, the receiver that he's been in the past, you know, defense have to respect him, and then all of a sudden Hill's going to be open too. And, and Kelsey, obviously, you know, when two deep safeties are really bailing to uh, uh, defend Gordon and Hill, Kelsey's going to be wide open over the middle. So, yeah, no, it's, it's just going to open up this offense even more than it already has, which, you know, like, like you said, it's, it's historic right now. They're the number one efficient offense in the league right now, yards to play, yards to drive. It's just ridiculous how good they are. They just – uh, they just got to eliminate the turnovers, and they kind of did on Sunday. Yeah, 100%. And Hill and Kelsey, by the way, tandem against Buffalo, 30 catches, 375 yards, four touchdowns in two games last year against the Buffalo Bills. All right, the defensive side of the ball. They keep giving up yards. They keep giving up first downs. Um, at a historic clip, teams are going forward on fourth down against this team, although they have settled for some field goals. The Chargers did, and then uh, three field goals uh, by the Eagles, so the Chiefs have stopped a little bit of the bleeding. This, you know, it's twelve for twelve with teams scoring, you know, red zone touchdowns against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it boils down to this: if you can boil it down to a couple things, one is the lack of production from Jaron Reed because he was the guy that was going to give you the option to flex Chris Jones the outside. 
Frank Clark not playing. I know there's other issues with the team, but I look at those two issues is major with this defense. Yeah, you're right. I, I think Reed at first it was like, well, you know, he's he's just not you know finishing plays, but he, he has some flashes. But you're right. After four games, you'd like to see a little more from a guy that we all, especially Andy Reed. I mean, he was hyping up very much uh, all off season and, and and just haven't seen much production from him. But, yeah, I think there's just no really true redeeming quality of this defense on any level right now. You want to say, hey, you know, if the coverage is better, the pass rush would get home, you know, maybe because the quarterback doesn't have to get rid of it so quick. But at the same time, the pass rush at times lets the quarterback sit back there for five seconds, and then how can you cover someone for that long? And then, obviously, I've talked about the second level of the defense's woes. Yeah, this defense doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be great. It just needs to get situational stops, and, and they did improve on that, like you mentioned. You know, they did get some red zone stops. Although I think the Eagles kind of helped them out a little bit on a couple of those, yeah. uh, you know, Jalen Hurts misses Zach Ertz wide open in the end zone, and then the you know the the some delay of game, some bad play calling maybe uh, to kind of hurt them as well. But no, I, I think the Chiefs just need to be good situationally on defense, just just get some stops here and there, and let the offense do their thing, and that's and that's the formula. And, and it just seems like they're not getting enough stops, they're not getting enough big plays. It's two games now in a row without a turnover. Sags usually, I, I, I can't remember the exact number, but Sags gets a turnover at least one per game, of, you know, most of his games, most of the games he plays or he's coaching. And they just haven't created those turnovers, haven't created those big sacks recently. And that's what's really going to, you know, uh, help the offense and help this team win is just getting those situational stops, you know, uh, here and there. They don't need to be perfect, but they just need to do that. And they're just not doing it enough right now. Talking to Ron Cobb from ArrowheadPride.com. And Ron, uh, this week's opponent, the Buffalo Bills. How much stock are you buying into them having the number one defense and points against? Uh, they're tied to the Chiefs, 33.5 points a game. But they've played Big Ben, and then they played three backup quarterbacks in a row. They'll finally play a real quarterback. Are you buying into what they've been doing, like everybody else has, has top of their power ranks or whatever? Are you buying what they're selling? I'm really not. I, and, and, you know, I may, I may have to eat crow or something after after Sunday, but – Man, I, I don't see them being uh, as good of an AFC contender as the Chargers and the Browns right now. I know the Browns haven't looked particularly great either, but I would still think those two teams. I I would still take those two teams right now over the Bills. I just and, and obviously, hey, if you're a great team, you're a good team. You're supposed to take care of the teams they played over the past few weeks, like they had. You know, forty nothing over the Texans, all that. You know, that's great, but. Josh Allen really has not been as, as superhuman or as, as great as he was last year. He, he's definitely not an MVP candidate type right now. He's not. He has not played that well, even in their blowouts. You know that thirty-five nothing uh, Miami blowout. He just they, they kind of put up points with the run game and everything. He made that one highlight real throw, but he just hasn't been very good. And honestly, and just just to be frank with you, and, and so I, I, I'm not buying it too much. I, I think their defense is is a good solid defense, but. You know, how can you judge them against the offense they've been playing? Like you mentioned, I mean, even the Steelers' offense is just, you know, it, it, it might be one of the worst in the league right now. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really buy it. I think, I think it's going to be a shootout because I don't think the Chiefs' defense has proved that they can stop, uh, you know, a, a, a passing offense. And even if Allen hasn't been as good as he was last year, he's still a good enough quarterback with the weapons he has to take advantage of some of the issues the Chiefs have right now. So I think it's going to be a shootout for sure. But I, I, I don't see I don't see the Chiefs losing this one. I think the Chiefs will make a statement here on Sunday night and, and take care of the Bills. One guy that was just released, it's kind of a surprise, linebacker Jalen Smith. He had 154 tackles last year, still owed $7.5 million by the Cowboys. Released tonight in what was kind of a surprise, well, not a kind of a surprise, but a surprise by the Dallas Cowboys. I know you're going to be asked about it. 
do you or don't you if you're Brett Veach? Wow. You know Comes what, with the Gage, price tag, though, and they don't have the money. You just broke that news to me. I did not hear that. That is that is wow. That is crazy to hear. It just uh, happened. You know, I, know he hasn't, I know he hasn't been, uh, you know, as productive as he'd like from, you know, he was picked pretty high in the draft. He was supposed to be a really good player. And, you know, he hasn't been super productive in that way. But, man, you have to look at that, right? And, and this is kind of the Brett Beach special. That, that's, that's exactly what he does is he finds those kind of former guys that, you know, were really hyped up on, into the draft. And, and, and he goes and gets them and gives them another chance. And this is a Brett Beach special right here. So, you know, I'm not going to be surprised at all if, if, we, if we start hearing that and, and we see him in Kansas City soon. I, I really think that's, that's something Brett Beach would do. And, and wow, you, you caught me off guard with that. That is and then that's exactly, you know, talking about athleticism at the linebacker position, for all his, for all his maybe, uh, you know, miscues in the NFL so far, he's an athlete, and, and he'll make plays, you know, in terms of being an athletic player, you know, sideline to sideline. That's what the Chiefs don't have at the second level right now. So I feel like it's got to be worth a look. Yeah, according to Adam Schefter, the Cowboys still owe him $7.2 million for the season. So <laughs> we'll see what works out with Jalen Smith. Again, the Chiefs under $4 million in cap money, see if they have the – and they can move money around, extend contracts. They, they can find a way. That's kind of a myth, that salary cap. But it's certainly somebody that would help the Chiefs. Bottom line, Ron, can the Chiefs keep winning just with their offense? I mean, we, we saw it in 2018, right? I mean, they, yep. were, they were still the, the number one seed in the AFC that year. Or, or, or yeah, they were because they hosted the AFC championship that year. You know, obviously didn't end well um, with the Patriots actually winning winning that game. But, no, I I, I – I, they can win. You don't want it to be like that, though, because I said it on our podcast. If the season did end right now, and and they and and they were in the playoffs with this defense, the way they're performing right now, I, I would not pick them to win a Super Bowl. I, I don't think you can win a, a complete championship that way. I think in the regular season you can get away with it for sure, depending on the opponents you're playing. You're not always going to be playing the playoff caliber team, but you know this defense needs to improve. And if they don't by the end of the season, it's not going to end and with a happy ending this year. But at the same time, this offense is honestly on pace to be more efficient and productive than they were in 2018. So, hey, who knows? Maybe this is this is that one exception where the offense is just way too good to lose out in the end. Uh, we'll see. Are you buying Brian Greasy last night on the night football? Hey, trust me. I wish the Manning cast was back. I've said that before because I wanted to flip the channel or flip off Brian Greasy. Chargers team to beat in the AFC West, he said. Um, long season to go still or is uh, Brian Greasy right? No, no, the Chargers are not the team to beat in the AFC West. The Chiefs have won the AFC West the past, what, for three, four, or five years. Um, you know, until that, until that ends, that's when I can hear the argument that the Chargers, you know, are the team to beat. But, yeah, just because the Chargers, uh, you know, squeaked out a victory against the Chiefs when the Chiefs turned the ball over on their first three possessions, when all three of those possessions were on their way to a touchdown drive, all three in Chargers territory, I just can't. I can't. Uh, I, I have a really hard time with the power rankings right now, putting any a lot of teams over the Chiefs just because they, they are a few plays away from being undefeated. So I know you could say the same on the reverse side. They could be one and three with a few plays. But I, I, I just – I think the Chiefs have – the only team that's beaten the Chiefs so far this year is themselves. And, and, and if they can get that correctly, which I trust an Andy Reid team to do, they'll be fine and they'll be – you know, they'll obviously be the team to beat in the AFC. You know, the Chiefs 7-3 and three in the last 10 against the Chargers. They've won 12 of the last 15. I get it. Justin Herbert's there now. New head coach, different deal. But still – Five straight AFC titles, West titles for the Chiefs. I mean, the history is what it is. Yeah, hey, Justin Herbert's been really good. I mean, don't get me wrong. And, and last night was pretty impressive performance by their defense, too. I think the Raiders' offense 
has been legitimately good. And I still think the Raiders are a good team. I think that's just how good the Chargers defense was last night. But, again, there you go. The Chiefs offense tore through them and really didn't have any any resistance by the Chargers defense itself. It was all just mistakes on their own end. And so, yeah, I, I really think the Chiefs, once they get this, these turnovers, so we, do, we did still see it against the Eagles, man, the Mahomes interception. And then also I know it didn't get turned over, but Byron Pringle on, a, on the kick returns, his ball just popped out of his hands. Ball security is an issue with this team, and, I, and they need to get that corrected before it really costs them at a, at a really important juncture in the season. But I think they will. And, I, and, I, and again, I, I think this team with Patrick Mahomes playing the way he is, you know, he's playing at MVP level. It's just kind of being overshadowed right now. I think that team's fine, and this team will this team will be the AFC contender. They just got to improve the defense a little bit to really be that that true Super Bowl uh, champion contender. Ron Cop ArrowheadPride.com, at Ron underscore Cop K O P P. If you want to follow him on Twitter, and we'll of course check in with him all the time on Arrowhead Pride Radio starting tomorrow night, six o'clock with Pete Sweeney and myself right here on Six Ten Sports Radio. Thanks, Ron. All right, thanks, Jay. Appreciate you. There you go, Ron Cop, right there. Yeah, I want, to, I want to talk about the greasy comments last night. I, I know it's bothering you, Grant, a lot. You came in very upset about Brian Greasy's comments last night. He said the Chargers team to beat in the AFC West. Too soon. Eh, I'll explain next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Yes, Jalen Smith. Release from the Dallas Cowboys today. 2016, the second-round pick of the Cowboys. Put up some good numbers, but struggled in recent years. But again, can it get any worse? That's the question. There's a lot of people asking, do you want Jalen Smith or not? And obviously, you see that name. Okay. Cowboys owing $7.2 million still this year. Chiefs about $3.1 under the cap this year. They wouldn't have to pay all that release money. It's obviously Dallas's problem, but... A Pro Bowl player two years ago did win the Buckets Award at Notre Dame. Remember him? He was the linebacker that got hurt against Ohio State in that Fiesta Bowl. Remember that torn ACL? Then the question is, should these guys play or not? Torn's ACL did not compete at the Combine. Still a second-round pick while recovering. But before all this, former five-star recruit there allegedly has been timed at 4.4. What do the Chiefs need to speed? Athletes. I was just talking to the group chat. Got to have athletes there. Got to have some speed. He's racked up 516 tackles in the National Football League. Hey, will it hurt? No, I don't think it would hurt to bring him in. Of course not. I think this team could use the defensive help. But if it fits under the salary, that's the whole thing that matters. If they can find a way, they can find a way. Grant, you can always find a way to sign players. It's one of those simple things. Where you do it, but Jalen Smith, a little bit surprised with Dallas doing that. Dallas is actually a pretty good team this year, especially offensively. The defense has gotten better from what it was last year. Surprise game last week. They might be for real. And keep in mind, they left seven points off the board against Tampa in the first game of the season with Zerline missing kicks. Like they should have made them. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Still, a you now their bottom third defense in the NFL. They're ranked 26th in the NFL in defense, and they got rid of Jalen Smith. So, just saying, because they have used him still, probably. They still owe him a lot of money. There's got to be a reason, reasons that we don't know. 
100%. But, again, with medical teams, finding out why he's released, what what he could do, we know how he could help this defense. Clearly, he's got to look at this team and say, yeah, I want to go play for this team and play with the honey badger behind me. Got Patrick Mahomes over on offense and Kelsey and Hill. Play for Andy Reid. Not sure why Dallas released him, though. We'll find out. And yeah, he has this, struggled in recent years. This stuff doesn't seem to stay quiet for long. I mean, if there's a reason that he got released, like, well, they'll figure it out pretty quickly. You know, I'm, it's amazing how he came back after that injury in the Fiesta Bowl. Again, he's been with the Cowboys since uh, 2016 when he was drafted. He's at 26 years old now. That's it. Only 26 as he forego, uh, forego his, his final year at Notre Dame. I'm saying kick the tires. See what it is. If you can find a way to get the salary, find out why he's released. Find out the desire to still continue. He's only 26. That's still young. And I get it. The NFL is not for long, as Jerry Glanville once said. Sometimes you hit that window and you hit it fast. That's Frank Lark. How fast that window can close. Some guys like Tom Brady can still go. Like quarterbacks we see still going forever. But 26, you ought to still be able to play. Buckus Award winner. They've got a lot of college. I mean, DeAndre Baker won the Thorpe Award by Georgia. They've got accolades, a lot of accolades on this Kansas City Chiefs team. But I mentioned Brian Greasy last night on Monday Night Football. Mentioned the fact I missed listening to Eli and Peyton. I think they do a better job of breaking the game down. I like Lewis Riddick, too, on there. I do like him. Brian Greasy, I don't. But they're already crowned. Justin Herbert and the Chargers, way too soon to do that. Yes, they beat the Chiefs and the Raiders. They, they're 2-0 in the AFC West. Okay, they were playing a road game at home in Los Angeles. A lightning delay at a covered roof. I understand that the, uh, the sides are still open at SoFi Stadium. But way too early to crown Justin Herbert. Although, the guy's sensational. I'll give him credit. Like, he might be a quarterback. Well, he should be a quarterback to to look at in the future and think he can be a real threat in this division. He, he will be, I, I, in my opinion. It seems to be working out with Brendan Staley. Again, defensive mind, but he did have offense in his background. He was a quarterback at Dayton at that time. But he's doing the right things. He's going for it when he shouldn't have. They changed their mindset. Should we take the Chargers for real? If they can stay healthy, which they've proven at times this year to stay more healthy than they have in the past. They have had injuries but not the season-ending injuries like they've had in the past. But to say the, they're the team to beat in the AFC West, when you have a team in the same divisions, won five straight, and a team that turned the ball over and gave the game to them, like the Chiefs did, the Chargers, they still got to play the Chargers. The Chargers knew it. That's why they weren't celebrating, like, you know, going all crazy. They lost 12-15 to the Chiefs. They still respect what they can do to them. Too early to say, I wanted to see what Herbert could do with fans, you know, in the stands, because that was the big test, because last year he played in – for no fans at SoFi, a lot of times on the road, no fans or 20% capacity. What can he do with full crowds? And so far, he's passed that test. Justin Herbert's a real deal, man. Like, he's the real deal. He's not Mahomes' real deal, but he's sort of the real deal. I'm not going to put him ahead in Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and stuff that are people already crowning him as the next best thing to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. I won't go that far. It's a little premature to crown him uh, crown him the champ. There's a lot of hot takes, Grant. There's a lot of hot takes going on about quarterbacks, who you would take, who you wouldn't. 
Listen to this exchange between Michael Irvin and Stephen A. Smith on First Take today. Yeah. Are you I'm telling me? Myself. Are he you telling me you would take Dak Prescott over Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes right now? I'm taking Dak Prescott over any and everybody. Oh, my God. I'm taking Dak oh, Prescott right now. Dog. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, dog. You've got to be crazy. And, 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 and really? Stephen A. was giving it to him there. That's Irvin. Usually really high. But what I'm saying is that's Dak Prescott. But, again, people are – they like to say, I'll take this guy over Mahomes. Would you really? Would you really take him over Mahomes? Like, deep down, let's be honest, they're the hot takes. What would you really do? And I get it, having a hot take is going against the best quarterback in the NFL and taking somebody else. Why would you do it? Dak's good. Not going to take anything away from Dak. What, what, what Troy Eggman say one time on Twitter? He's like, wake me up when Mahomes wins in three rings. Well, he's, he's on his way. He's got a third of it now. He's been in two Super Bowls. But wake me up when Dak and then the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. Or he wins league MVP, which he's on his way to at this point. But, again, it's early in the season. Russell Wilson and Derek Carr win preseason or midseason MVPs all the time. Do it for the whole season. But, again, the Herbert, the Dak Prescott, all this. No, you take Mahomes. You take Mahomes at this point. Coming up next, though, a lot of smack was flying with the team inside the AFC West. Plus, another AFC West team took a shot at another AFC West team. All sorts of drama in this division. I'll explain next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 